This is HPR episode 2963 for Wednesday the 11th of December 2019. Today's show is entitled A Walk Through My Pipe Face CAD Code Part 3. It's part of the series A Little Bit of Python and is hosted by Mr. X. It's about 15 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, in this episode I cover functions activated when a button is pushed on the Pie Face CAD board. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr. X, and welcome to this podcast. As usual, I'd like to start by thanking the people at HPR for making this service available to us all. It's truly an invaluable service in these here intertubes. HPR is a community-led podcast provided by the community for the community. That means you can contribute too. I'm sure you must have something interesting we'd love to hear. Well, I give it a go. You might even enjoy it. Okay, in this episode, I'm continuing uh, covering my Python script that uh, I wrote for my PyFace command and display add-on board for my Raspberry Pi. Hopefully this isn't boring you all to tears. Uh, In this episode, I cover the functions uh, that are controlled basically by the buttons on the thing itself. It's got buttons. That's basically what I cover. Anyway, here we go. Sit back and enjoy. So finally we get on to the buttons. Um, now, This is going to be a ridiculously long podcast, so I'm going to have to break this up, I think, which will delight Kenneth. Um, Ken Fallon. So, def button zero. Define button zero. Button zero, that's a function. And uh, that's the very first button, bottom left-hand corner. If you push that, uh, print play slash slash pause button. This prints a message to the LCD and toggles between play and pause for podcasts. Then run an init display to display available options. Yeah, so I'll do that for, for podcasts. I'll do a different thing for audiobooks and a different thing if you're on a system menu. Uh, I haven't actually explained what it does if it's in these other other menus, but oh well, there you go. Uh, so I've just lost my place here. Um, button one, 
uh, it's the track information button. It prints message to LCD, then displays current auto track, track information button. So it's, it's information about the current track that's playing. So print message to LCD, then display current mock track information such as the state of mock P, current time, time left, so current time within the track, time left, uh, current playlist number of total playlist number. So how many, so you're in track two of, of 100 or something like that, you know. Um, and finally, uh, track title. So yeah, so that that's basically what, what that does. Um, it's quite a long convoluted thing to, 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 to pull all that information together. I won't bore you with it. Um, I've got a, a, below the function, I've got an example output from mockp. So when you do, I think it's mockp-i, and it gives you information about the current track um, uh, for uh, the state of mock, the file, the title, the artist, the song title, album, total time, time left, total set, current time, current set, bit rate, average bit rate, rate. So I don't use all of those things, but I grab, I, I parse bits from that uh, that comes out of uh, mock P. Uh, so yeah, that's that's button, so button one is it? Yeah, which is actually the second button because it starts at zero. So that's the second button along. Uh, third button along, which is button two, just to confuse things. Uh, previous track button. Uh, button is only active if button is pushed twice within 0.3 seconds. This was added to stop moving to new track by accidental pushing of button. If menu is 0 or 1 and value of variable time diff is less than 0.3, then print message to LCD and move to previous track and playlist. If menu equals 2 and button pressed twice within 0.3 seconds, then display number of HPR shows in the queue. Hmm. Oh, right, so that, that, that just, that just, basically, so if, if you're in a system menu and you, and you, and you double tap this button, then it, uh, it, it, it runs the command uh, to show how many shows there's in the queue, basically. And if you're in uh, menu one or menu, menu zero or menu one, then it, it, uh, it goes to the previous track, either in audiobooks or podcasts. Uh, so yeah, button three. Well, that does the same, but uh, it goes to the next track rather than the previous track. Um, and if you're on if you're on a system menu, what does it do? Oh, uh, <laughs> button current has no function if menu equals two. If you're on a system menu, which is menu two, then it does nothing. So menu zero is podcast, menu one is audiobooks, and menu two is system. Yeah. Right, button four, toggle backlight button. Uh, if first time button is pushed, since power on, then turn off blink stick and display main menu, else toggle LCD backlight between on and off. So th what this does is, when you first turn the device on, it runs a thing to check how many shows are, in, how many shows are available in the HPRQ. And uh, once it shows that, uh, if you push this fourth button, it's the fourth button along uh, on the bottom, along the bottom. Sorry, fifth button. It's button four, but it's the fifth button. 
because it goes 0, 1, 2, 3, 4. So the fifth button, if you push that one, and it's the first time the thing's been switched on, then it clears the screen and um, takes you to the main menu. Um, so it removes the number of shows in the queue message, basically. But if once that's happened once, then the button has a different function after that. What it does is it uh, toggles the backlight on and off. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, so the next function, it mock seek. <clears throat> um, used to seek backwards or forward and track being played in mock P. Seek position as a global variable, one of these terrible global variables, global variable used to store the current seek position. Its value changes up and down when using button 6 and 7. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, this is a function, but it, it isn't directly accessible from a button, it's, it's just a, a function called mock seek. That's right. Um, so, next button, button 5, there's a, there's a kind of jog wheel at the top of the device, and you can either push it to the left, it swings to the left, or you can swing it to the right, or you can push it down. Uh, so pushing it down is what they call, I think, button five, um, which is actually the sixth button, remember, just to confuse things. So uh, jog switch. This button is this button is selected by momentarily pushing in the left, right toggle button, just as I said. A button located on top of unit. If menu equals zero or one, as podcasts or audiobooks, then if not in seek menu, then display seek menu. If in seek menu, then jump forward or backward and track by the amount currently displayed on the seek menu. This uh, uses function mock seek. Um, if menu equals two, system menu, then get date and time information, clear the screen, turn on LCD backlight, print the shutdown message with the date and time info to LCD, and then issue the shutdown command. So yeah, that's what that one does. Um, button 6. Left jog switch. Decrements through menus, also used during seek. This button is selected by momentarily pushing the toggle switch to the left. Button located on top of unit. Button only active if more than 0.3 seconds has passed since it was last pushed. This was added to get around switch bounds, causing multiple jumps in menu. Think left and right jog switch is a bit noisy. If in seek menu, seek position decrements by 1 until seek menu is reached and then returns to 0. Each time the display is updated with the decremented value stored in the dictionary seek display. If not in seek menu, menu decrements down by 1 until menu min is reached, then rolls over to menu max. If in seek menu, seek position decrements by 1. If not in seek menu, menu decrements down. Oh, I, ah, right, yes. So, so basically, uh, if you're in a seek menu, right, so you get into the seek menu by... Right, let me explain how this works. So basically, if, if, you, if, if you've just got the unit running and you push it to the left, then, or left or right, then it goes up and down the menus. You've got menu 0, menu 1, menu 2. As I said before, menu 0 is audio, is podcasts. Menu 1 is audiobooks. And menu 2 is system. Now, if you, if, if you push that 
this toggle switch in, then it goes into seek menu. Now if you use the left right toggle switch, rather than going through the menus, it increases, it increments or decrements the, no, the amount of seek time that you're going to seek in the current track. And uh, if you don't do anything to it and push it again, it comes out of that. But if you if you increment it or decrement it, and then push the select button, then it'll jump the track by that amount, basically. So that's that's how, how button six works, and button seven does the opposite. Increments are supposed to decrement, so I won't go through that. Um, print IR code used during debugging to get remote control working came from PyFace examples page. Print IR code. That's self-explanatory. Uh, IR play. If the play button is pushed on the remote control twice within half a second, and if IR is active, then toggle backlight and toggle between play and pause. Okay, so that was you play and pause, basically. But only if you've activated the IR, the infrared sensor, um, which will be somewhere else in here, I suppose. Um, IR info. If the info button pause is pushed on the remote control, twice within half a second, and if the IR is active, then toggle backlight and display on the LCD information about the current track. Like the other one, it toggles the backlight just to give you a visual cue that the codes, that the remote controls worked, basically. And you've got IR rewind, that rewinds a track. IR forward, that forwards a track. IR stop that. Uh, if the stop button is pushed on the remote control and if IR active, then... Oh, the stop button just toggles the backlight, actually. And IR blue, right. So this is the thing that activates the infrared sensor. So activate and deactivate, activate and deactivate IR buttons on the remote control. Turns blink stick on red when IR active. When blue button is pushed twice within half a second on remote control. Toggles backlight and display momentarily and display momentary message on LCD display giving IR status, i.e. is the remote control buttons active or deactive. Uh, all remote buttons bar this one are affected. This feature was added to remotely disable all the buttons. Uh, while using the TV remote control media buttons, these would sometimes falsely trigger things. The double push of the blue button within half a second was added as sometimes a single push uh, of it was acquired on my TV and this would also falsely activate things. Uh, yeah, I really need two remote controls. Uh, feature added to check if VAR first pass is set to true. I backlight button 4 has not been pushed since boot. Button 4 normally toggles backlight but turns off HPR QLED first time it's pushed after boot. Oh, that's another thing that happens. So just a wee bit added confusion there. Um, uh, that was, a, that was a, um, an added feature. Um, must do the same thing as pushing the light button, I guess. But that way you can do it using the remote control to clear the um, HPRQ screen. Okay, I think that's a convenient place to stop. And hopefully you haven't all fallen asleep. Um, so if you want to contact me, uh, I can be contacted at mrx at hpr at googlemail.com. That's M-R-X-A-T-H-P-R, 
the at symbol googlemail.com. So until next time, thank you and goodbye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.